Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. You know what? God is just so good. You know, I, um, I was um, this weekend reflecting just on how good God was this last week, you know, where the hurricane was, was uh, concerned. You know, and so as I was reflecting on that, the Holy Spirit said something, just a little phrase to me. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And uh, the phrase that came to me was believers or receivers. And, uh, and since then... You know, this is this is kind of like this is like kind of like last week. I'm going to be all over the place on my notes here because they make no, they don't make any sense to me at all sometimes. You know, but uh, we'll get there. Hallelujah. So we're going to kind of jump around a little bit from the way I've got this arranged on the page. Which thank God, you know, you know, at least I can read them. You know, <laughs> but you know, in 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 doing that, in in getting that just that phrase, believers are receivers. Um, then later this week, I've had an opportunity to find something on the weatherchannel.com. And uh, it was talking about the storm. And it was talking about the fact that there was a... Remember what we prayed last week was for it to move? And it said uh, on, the, on this thing on the Weather Channel said that uh, the difference in the, in the destructiveness and the difference in the, the, the results of, of Hurricane Matthew was just a few miles just a few miles. And I went back today and read it again. It was talking about the fact that it had a slight wobble to the east late Thursday night and into early Friday morning. Just a slight wobble. And it went on. There was, it was a longer article, but I just picked up these little things. It says, the difference is subtle, only about 30 miles, but it was huge for areas of Florida. And, and, you know, as I read that, I went, thank God that's exactly what we prayed last Wednesday night. You know, and, and when we left here, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I, can, I can become a real weather buff, you know, during times. I'm just kind of keeping track on things and stuff. And every time I would turn the TV to the weather channel and they would be giving a report, I'd go, it's moving east. 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 And, and so really what I got out of that, but you put all that together, believers are receivers. Believers receive what the word of the Lord has said. Believers stand on what they believe. You know, and, and so I got to be, I got to looking at some things and, and really mean, you know, we look at ourselves and we, and we talk, to our, talk about us as, as Christians, as being believers. Well, believers in what? We believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. That makes us a believer. And you know, when you became a believer, your very DNA changed. Changed. Doesn't Galatians say the life I live is no longer my life, but it's the life of him. That's, go over there with me. You need to take a look at that. You know, it's an old, Shekinah Glory sang this song years ago, and so, you know, I just love still singing it. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in 
me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Something new, something wondrous happened when you and I received Jesus. Something was brand new. It wasn't, it wasn't just something made over. There was a brand new creation formed on the inside of me. It shoved all of the old out. And all the new came in. It's kind of like a ah, uh, it's kind of like a bone marrow transplant. You know, they take it all out, and they kill it, and they get in, and they put all this new stuff in. Listen, all that old stuff got killed off. It got removed from the inside of you, and something new came in in its place. Something brand new. It was repl- so my DNA has changed. The DNA that's on the inside of me now is God's DNA. And if God is is a believer, then that makes me and you a believer. It's what's in us. It's what we are. It is is our identity. It is is just, it can't be stopped. It it cannot now be changed. You and I are believers. And so when I look at that in the context of, of last week's events, you know, I just, that's what believers do. Believers will look at the circumstances. Believers will look at the reports. And believers will say, I still believe. I still believe what I've been told. I still believe what I have prayed. I still believe what the word has said. I still believe that the authority that he gave me is working it mightily. I still believe it because this is a believer. And this believer receives that in my life. You know, and for us, you know, we gathered together as a church last week, and we began to pray that. And, and, and it was just, you know, I don't know. I know there's a lots, of, lots and lots and lots of people around the state and around the country who joined us in that same prayer. And as a body, we believed. Now, I know there's damage and destruction all along the coast, and people have experienced things. But I'm telling you what, it is not what the enemy meant for it to be. It is nowhere near what the enemy meant it to be. I mean, pastors out of town, you know, when I'm looking at, you know, doing things at my house and everything needs to be done and get all that done and, and just, you know, you get up the next day and you kind of look around and, and I'm thinking, there's not hardly anything in this yard to pick up. Fortunately, I had already, I, you know, my plan was, okay, I'm going to try to get this all cleaned up before he gets home so he won't have to do it. Fortunately, I got out in the yard and went, this is absolutely amazing. How little there is to do out here, with the exception of two or three big, huge limbs. You know, we, I managed to get back to the burn pile just the same. But I'm just, I, you look around and you go, this is exactly what I expected. Exactly what, and actually better than I expected. Actually better. You know, I'm looking, I'm thinking, okay, limbs will be down, you know, but that's not really damage and destruction. You know, my power out three hours and back on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, it was far better. Isn't it wonderful that when you really truly believe something, it extends beyond even what you had in mind at the moment? But you don't, so you don't let go. In any situation, you don't let go. Believers are going to receive. And so I got to looking around at some other things. And, uh, well, in fact, let me tell you this story. Today, I ran across something on Facebook that just, I I just looked at it and I just chuckled. And it was some crazy atheist 
thing that put up this, this little survey. It wanted people to rate what they, what they believe. One was, I absolutely believe there is a God without a shadow of a doubt. And, and the number seven was, I do, absolutely do not believe there is a God by any stretch of the imagination. And there was varying degrees of it in between that. And uh, comments, you know, there, you know, sometimes you look at some of this stuff and you think it's pretty dumb. But, you know, when you look at things like this, I, I began to read some of the comments and, and people put on thing, their things uh, about uh, what God had done in their lives and other people going, oh, I can't believe you people all, all, all believe there's some, some big daddy in the sky and this kind of stuff. And one person said, you know, had, had given some examples of some things and the next person came back and said, well, you know, you, 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 you say that just based on your experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have seen God move in my life. There is no way I can deny the fact that there is a God. You know, some, what was it somebody once said? There is no, no man with an argument can withstand a man with an experience. I have an experience with God Almighty. I have an experience with one who's greater than I am. There is no way you will ever convince me that there is not a God. No way. No way. You know, for you and me, People will look at you sometimes and go, how can you believe that? I just do. I know without a shadow of a doubt. And my life is different because of it. My life is I have changed. And there is no way I could have changed by myself, in and of myself. I could never have done what what is, is evidence in my life right now. The difference between where I was and where I am could never have happened on my own. There's no way this person could have done that. It had to be something greater than me. And, you know, it's hard to explain, but that's where faith comes in. That's what makes us believers is faith. That's what, that's what we stand on. You know, and, if, and if I didn't know that, I mean, I, as, a, as a spirit-filled believer, now listen, I got some physical evidence here to prove that God lives in me. Because when I speak in, the, in tongues, when I pray in the Holy Ghost, that's not me talking, that's God talking. I lend myself to the voice of the Spirit, and I speak those things out. Nobody does that on their own. That's not possible. Not possible. Can you imagine before you ever heard about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if somebody said, you need to speak in tongues, you go, what are you talking about? Well, how is that possible? If you had tried on your own, you would have, I mean, it's like, I you, you would have come up with a few little things. But I'm telling you what. Now that you're born again, spirit-filled, there is physical evidence of the life of God on the inside of you, at work in you, working through you. When you go, can you think that up by yourself? No. I know there's a God. This believer has, without a doubt, got physical evidence that there is God in this world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I just marvel at people who want to deny God's existence. And I think you've never met somebody who can truly, truly point you to the the way of God. You've never really come to a place where somebody can say, listen, God will, if you'll trust him, he will change your life. It just, it it is mind boggling to me that in the United States of America, that there are people who still want to deny that God is real. You know, it just, and so for some of them, they would say that last week, you know, that was just a fluke. 
that was just, you know, just that was just the way that storm was going to go. You know, it just, it just happened. Well, if they choose to believe that, that's fine. But at this point, they got in on the benefits of people who believe. They may not understand it. They may not recognize it. They may not, not acknowledge it. They may not be thankful for it. But that's okay. Because one day, I believe somebody's going to come across their path who will be able to tell them about a good God and how God works in people's lives. But it's up to you and me to understand that as believers, we are receivers. And so I began to look today at all the places where it talked about receiving something. And obviously, you know, salvation is is definitely one of them. But I I found just a few things. I, I saw that believers receive atonement. Believers receive remission of sins. Believers receive forgiveness of sins. Believers receive abundance of grace. Believers receive reward. Believers receive edifying. And who doesn't need to be edified? Mark just talked about it being edified. And I recognize that so clearly. You know, you, you can choose to be stressed or you can choose to be blessed. That's it. The choice is yours. It also talked about um, believers receiving promises, receiving adoption, receiving inheritance, receiving a crown of glory, receiving power, receiving mercy, receiving the word. Listen, if you're born again, you are a believer because your believing is what caused you to receive your salvation. And at the same time, everything will come to you the exact same way. And we tend to make just walking out this this life here so hard sometimes when it's really just so simple. Listen, it's exactly like these two sentences I'm about to give you. You will not receive unless you believe. Number one. And number two, if you believe, you will receive. That kind of sums it all up, you know, in those two statements. Listen, in Matthew 21, 12, let's go over there. We'll just kind of skip through some of these things, kind of jump around a little bit. And in the end, it all just comes together. Matthew 21, 22, it says, And all things, how many things? All things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, doing what? Believing. Believing. You shall receive. How many things? All things. When you do what? Believe. You will receive. There's an absolute law here. An absolute. If you believe... You will receive. And so, when I, what's, what, what does that lead us to understand then? If I don't believe, I won't receive. Now, how simple is that? It goes on, um, let's see. John 7, 39. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Well, let's just start in verse 37. In the last day, that, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. You know, it's, it's, it's sad sometimes that people say, well, I, I've asked God for the Holy Ghost and, and I ask him to fill me with the Spirit, but I, but I don't have it yet. Listen, if they didn't receive, there's just two things they don't understand. Number one, if they didn't receive it, it's because they didn't believe it to start with. They didn't believe that it's a free gift and it's theirs. All they have to, all, the only prerequisite for it is just to be born again. If they don't believe that, that's a big stumbling block to receiving the Holy Spirit. Then the other one is just a real simple that they don't know how to yield to it. Somebody just hasn't told them how. And uh, see, I was raised that way. We we didn't know how to we didn't know how to really how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when I when I finally did, it was just like that was so simple. Why did I make it so hard? Everything that comes from God is just that simple. If I believe, I will receive. Uh, in Luke 5, in, in, uh, five and in chapter 6 too, it talks about how the people came out to, to hear Jesus. They came to hear and be healed. They came to hear because they needed to, to find out how and what to believe. See, that's what the Word is all about. The Word is there for us to, to, to under, come to understand how to believe and what to believe. And so when they came, they came intending to hear the word. And what happens when you hear the word? Faith comes. You know the answers. Don't be shy. Faith comes. And with faith comes, that means I believe this. And if I believe it, then what happens next? I receive. See, that's the whole, the whole point of the whole thing. When you come to hear the word, you're coming with a purpose. You're coming to build up your faith. You're coming to build up that which you will believe so that you can receive. Some things are general and some things are very specific. They came to hear and to be healed. When we come before God with any kind of a need of any kind, we come, we come at him, we come according to the word. And we come according to the word, we find ourselves in a place where we come to a place of believing. And when we find ourselves in that place of believing, we find ourselves in the place of receiving. You know, there are, there are times in my life when I have, I can honestly say, I just, I just, I, I just wasn't there. You know, and, and you have to recognize, I mean, that's, that comes in a, at an area where we need to, to recognize the level of faith that we're on. And, you know, as you grow in the things of God, your faith level should be going higher and higher and higher and higher. I asked our pastor back in 1980, I said, Pastor Ron, does this ever get any easier? And he said, no. Went, oh, that's good news. He said, no, the things you believe God for God for get greater and greater. He said, it's like climbing a ladder. You know, the rung you're on today, you're going to be far ahead of that and far above that, higher up that ladder next year and the next year and the next year and the next year. So, I mean, I understand that. And so I, I have many times I've told people over the years, you, instead of believing God for this great big huge thing, why don't you start here? 
Because what happens is, as believers, we should be growing. But you know what? A baby can't, can't take on a marathon if he's never walked to the door. You and I, you know, we grow in, in our ability to believe. And, and so because of that, we grow in our ability to receive as well. You know, I, I remember in 1986 when I had this, this, this lump in my throat and went to the doctor and, you know, they tell me it's a cyst and it won't go down. Well, let's get this thing out. And, you know, pastor's going, we're just going to speak to that. It's just like speaking to the mountain. We're going to speak to it. It's going to be gone. And I just go, yes, yes, amen, amen. But in my heart, it wasn't there. You know, and I knew it wasn't there. But, you see, I felt the pressure to say all the right things and do all the right things, you know, confess the word. This kind of, but it wasn't real to me in here. And so he comes home from the office one Saturday, and he said, uh, Lord's been talking to me. And he said, you're not in a place where you're believing for that thing to just be gone, are you? And I went, no. I went, thank you, Holy Ghost, for telling on me. He's kind of a, you can, he's like a snitch sometimes, you know. <laughs> but he came out and he said, he said, well, listen, he said, it's okay. He said, you just need to find out where your faith level is. He said, and the Lord's already told me just to go ahead and get that thing out and that'll take care of it. It'll be all done. It'll be, everything will be fine. And you'll live to be a, a ripe old age. Yeah. And I'm going, well, I'm not, that's good. At the time, you know, it didn't, that seemed like a long ways off. And I've decided today I'm still not ripe. So, so I'm not old either. <laughs> but you know what? From that point on, it was just so easy. It was just so easy to be able to go in and have surgery, you know, and, and know that everything was taken care of, everything was fine. In the middle of that, we didn't have any insurance. And I'm going, well, how are we going to pay for all this? Well, I don't know. But God said have the, have the surgery. He knows it costs something. So we'll have the surgery, and, and he'll take care of it. By that time, I was 100% sure that I could, I could believe God for every part of that. I couldn't. I had to recognize the fact that I could not believe for that thing to be gone apart from surgery. But I could put my faith at a place where I could have the surgery. It'd be fine. It'd be taken care of, and God would take care of the financial end of it as well. And, you know, he did 100%. And I tried to explain that to somebody a few years later who was facing something, you know, very serious. And they were just, they were just, they wanted to go this whole, I mean, just this whole route thing. And I said, why don't you just believe God for this infection that, that keeps recurring? Why don't you just believe God that that infection is finally gone at last? You know, and just take a step at a, t- at a time, you know, get yourself built up. And they got highly offended at me. Because, because I was, you know, you know, dismissing their ability to believe God. Well, listen, I know where, where that's at. I know how that is. If you can't believe God for a headache to be gone, how can you believe for cancer to be gone? You know, it, it, uh, and it's nice that over the course of our lives, we are given opportunities to believe God in steps and, and to take those steps and to climb that ladder you know, and, and, and have success after success. When you have one faith success, it builds your confidence for the next one, for the next level, until this thing down here that was at one time seeming so, seemingly so gigantic, it's just like nothing anymore. Oh, that's easy. That's, that's just really simple. And so, you know, sometimes we just need to understand that there's maybe something that, we, that we're out beyond our ability to receive because our believing's not up there to that par. 
It's not up to that level. Um, 1 John 5. First John 5, verse 14, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we, if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. See, I want to be able to go to God in confidence. When I go to him in a confident place, then I know I'm going to come away from there ex- with exactly what I have asked. And in believing God, we need to understand that, that it's, it's possible for us not to be confident at times, not to be sure, to be to be in a place where we're wavering. But doesn't James say, say that if, if a man asks, let him ask in, in faith nothing wavering because that man won't receive? It's, it's really good for us to be honest with ourselves at times. Now, there's times in our lives where we will find ourselves fighting the doubt that's in our head, but knowing we've got it in here. It's It's mine. It's my, I don't care what my head is. My head is just spinning with all the what ifs. What are you going to do with this? What are you going to do about this? And, in, and inside, no, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I know. See, that's what happened last week. All these reports, you know, all these different things coming. Nope, it's moving east. Nope, it's moving east. Nope, it's moving east. It's moving east. It's moving east. It's moving east. See, we need to approach everything in life that way. We're believers, and believers are going to receive. Not just something, some little something, not part of it. Listen, I'm not going to be satisfied with less than all of what I'm believing God for. You know, you you find that good examples of that over the woman with the issue of blood in, in Luke 8. Go over there. Luke 8. Oh, if we were just like this lady. And I believe that we're, we're learning to be this way more and more and more and more and more. Hallelujah. Verse 43, he talks about her. He says, uh, she came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately the issue of blood was staunched. Uh, let's see. Where's the companion verse to this, hon? Mark chapter 5. Maybe that's the one I would rather have. Let's take a look at that. Oh, yeah, this is the one. In verse 25 of Mark uh, chapter 5, she says, A certain woman who had an issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things of many physicians, spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Listen, she said and she kept on saying, one, one translation says, if I just touch his, him, the hem of his garment, if I just touch him, if I just touch him, if I just touch him, I'll be well. 
I'll be whole. This will be all over. This will be gone. After 12 years, this torment will be over in my life. She kept on saying it. She kept on saying it. She kept on saying it. Because as a believer, she was determined that she would have what she was believing for. See, we have to be that determined not to let go of things. When we have got our eyes on something, keep your eyes on the prize and keep on saying it. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. mine. And it's not a saying out of desperation. It's a saying out of confidence. Out of confidence. There's a real difference. You know, when you're saying it out of desperation, you're trying to convince yourself of something that's not really real to you. But when you're saying it out of confidence, nothing else matters. There's no, there's, there's no part of this storm. There's no part of anything that's happening that's going to make any difference to you. It's my, all I have to do is this. Just believe that I receive. And I believe and I receive. Believe and I receive. That's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Should we be as persistent as she was? I mean, she took this project on and she didn't let go of it until she had exactly what she wanted, not to be stopped. Can you imagine all the obstacles that were in her way that day? She wasn't even supposed to be out in that crowd. If somebody recognized her knowing her condition, they could have her stoned. It didn't faze her one bit. I believe when I touch him, I'll be healed. I believe when I touch him, I'll be healed. And so she plowed her way through the crowd. She didn't care. Pardon me, excuse me. No, just whatever I got to do to get through this sea of people to get to him. And when I touch him, I will be healed. Oh, can you imagine the determination? See, sometimes we we give up way too soon. But how determined are you? If you understand that believers receive, you'll keep on believing. It's an actual law. If I believe, I will receive. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Hallelujah. Then there was the account of the leper in Mark chapter 1. You're close by. See in verse 40. There came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If you will, you can make me clean. One translation says, If you want to. And Jesus put forth his hand, immediately touched him, and said unto him, I will, or I want to, be thou clean. All he needed was a word from God. He recognized a power. He recognized an ability. he, He just wasn't sure of a willingness. And once he found out, that Jesus was more than willing, believing came in, faith came up in here, and his believing caused him to receive his healing. Again, a man who shouldn't even been near, anywhere near Jesus, and Jesus reached out and touched him. Isn't that wonderful to know that Jesus, in his compassion, would reach out and touch someone who was untouchable, who was, who was unthinkable to be around And in his compassion, he put out his hand and said, I will. If anything could have made that man a believer at that point, that, you know, just the willingness of Jesus to put out his hand to him and to say by his words and by his action, 
Yes, I want to. And he received his healing. Blind Bartimaeus, same thing. Faith rose up in him. He became a believer, and because he was a believer, he was a receiver. Hallelujah. Uh, In John 1, um, John 1. Hallelujah. Verse 10, let's start there. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. See, we have to get to a place where we're ready to receive what God has offered to us. Everything that God offers us is a gift. And everything that we need and everything that we will ever need is all part of the package that came and was made available to us the day we said yes to him as our Lord and Savior. And yet we make it so hard sometimes. Listen, if you truly believed he came and died for you, if he shed his blood for you, if he gave his life for your sins, he paid the price for you, then shouldn't it be easy to believe that your financial needs are met and you just receive it? Shouldn't it be just as easy to believe that he's met your needs physically, that he's healed your body and receive it? It's supposed to be that easy. It really is because believers are receivers. You know, in Matthew, it was talking about Jesus. Go on over there. Matthew uh, 13. Jesus, you know, was in his own home country. He's teaching there, taught in the synagogue, verse 54. And the people around, you know, knew him and were saying, well, is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not his mother, his Mary, and his brethren, and his sisters? We, we know this man, you know, what's he, what's he doing? They were all, it says they were, in verse 57, that they were all offended him at him. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Listen, as I was looking at this today, I thought to myself, they recognized him as somebody familiar to them. And so they put no confidence in his ability to help them. When it says in verse 58, he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief, it doesn't say that there weren't people there who would not have liked to have been healed. It doesn't say there weren't people there who would not have been interested in being healed. It just says that he could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. See, there's a lot of people who, there's a lot of things they'd like to have in life. There's a lot of problems they would like to have solved. There's a lot of issues they would like to have resolved. There's a lot of areas they would like to be happy in. But they don't believe that God's able to do that. They don't believe that he wants to do that. 
And so they'll never have the things that, that are interested interesting to them, that, they, that they're interested, that they're wanting to have take place, to change for whatever reason. Here, these people didn't do, get anything because they didn't, want to, they didn't believe anything. Do you think they were happy to stay sick? I doubt it. But because they wouldn't believe, they didn't receive. Why do we not get anything today? A lot of times because we just don't believe. Other things, you know, get in the way. You know, will God really do that for me? Am I worthy of that? You know, that's, that's something that we come up against time and time again. The enemy's always talking in your ear. Am I, do I deserve? Oh, I don't, you know, oh, God wouldn't do that for me. Yeah, he would. He's already done it for you. Is that out beyond my area to believe? No. All you've got to do is get in the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. It's not out beyond your realm of possibility. It's not beyond your reach. You may take a little time to grow in that area. You know, but I tell you what, God will be there every step of the way. For the man who was in a serious health issue, you know, he could have believed God for the infection that he had going on in his body to resolve itself and then slowly mend because at the time he had no hope of that happening. Even by doctor's standards, there was not much hope there. But God's still at work. What can, you, what can you receive? What can you believe? That's how much you'll receive. Let God take the, what you can believe for, what you can receive for, and let, you, let him build your faith up so that when it comes to something larger, you've got it. You go, I got this. Not a problem. You know, you got an issue? I got this. God's already got this taken care of. I don't have to worry about it. Now, I understand Mark, what Mark was saying about, the, about, about airports and traffic and all this because that, that's kind of stress just, you know, I don't like that either, especially in California. How many times have we been on the, on the road to an to airport in California and I'm going, where did all these people come from? What are they doing on the road at 4.30 in the morning? You know, but at the same time, just like Mark, you just got to find yourself in a place where you just start praising God. You know, and believe that he's going to get you where you need to go by the time you need to be there. See, that's, that's just life in general. Whatever it comes your way, you just start praising God. I'm a believer. I will receive. I believe what you said, Lord. I believe you said you'd, you'd bless me. I believe you said you'd take me to this place. I believe you're going to get me there. You know, just de-stress yourself. Amen. In um, Mark chapter 4, verse 16, there's, there's a way that we can receive. And it says in, in Mark four sixteen, and also in, in Luke chapter 8, it said they received the word with gladness. You know, there is an attitude of receiving that we need to keep in mind. If you're going to be a believer, then you're going to have to receive with gladness. There's going to be some joy that accompanies your receiving. Because believers, if you're a believer, know without a shadow of a doubt that, you're, that you have what you're believing for. So if you actually believe that you have what, you're going to, what you've been believing for, you're going to be happy about it. If you're not happy, you're not believing. 
You're not. If you can't find some joy in the situation, I suspect that if Mark hadn't found a place of joy and gladness and peace, he probably would have missed a plane. But I'm telling you what, when you receive the word with gladness, it's bearing fruit in you. If you can't be glad about it, then you're not very high up on the believing scale. If you're not going to be up on the believing scale, you're not going to be on the receiving scale as well. Uh, Mark 4.22 talks about hearing the word and receiving it. You know, it's amazing that, that people can, can hear what the word has to say and go, I don't believe that. Mm-mm. No, I don't believe that. Mm-mm. No, that, that's, that's just, you know, just so much nonsense. Listen, it's not nonsense. You, when it's proved out time and time and time and time and time again in people's lives. You can't base it on just what you experience. You have to base it on the word. Because for me, I'm going to get all that God has for me. I intend to have what he says. Am I growing in those things? Absolutely. Are there, there are bigger things, better things out there? Absolutely. But you know, when I take a look back at my life and, and look and see where I was and where God's brought me from and where he's bringing me to today, where I am right now, I can just only say, thank you, Jesus. And it thrills me to know how far I've come. But when I look ahead down the road, it thrills me to know how far he'll take me. Hallelujah. Because... If I have learned to believe and receive for these areas, I know that what, what's ahead is going to be the same thing. I learn to trust him. I learn to believe him and just get ready to receive. Listen, sometimes some people in some areas need to learn how to receive. Stop trying to think you can do it all by yourself. And you can make it happen all on your own that you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps, that I'm a self-made man. Nobody is a self-made man. We are made what God intends for us to be when we look to him. You know, and, and don't get too proud to receive. There are times when I've seen people, God want to meet somebody's needs, and they're too proud to receive something because they don't like or don't really um, value the way he's getting it to you. Can you say amen to that? So maybe God wants to use an alternate method to get it to you. Don't be too proud. You know, there's a, there's a place where we, we get ourselves in a little, a little um, trap here of, of trying to, 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 to uh, not receive things from people. Listen, God's going at times in your life is going to use people. Don't be too proud to take from anybody what God has said do for them. You know, it's um. I've had I've had times when somebody wanted to give me something that I, I didn't want to take from them. I mean, I'm believing God for a particular thing, but I was going, Lord, they don't have it to give. I don't want to take it from them. Don't ever look at somebody who's trying to be a blessing to you and say, don't decide that I can't take it from them because I, I, I know about their life. I know they don't have it. I know this. I know that. I know the other. Just receive it. 
Because if God's using them to bless you, it's because he wants to bless them. I just wanted to throw that in before we quit tonight. Because, you know, I, I know there, there's just been so many times when I just, I'm, I know something in somebody's life, you know, that's going on. And yet they, here they are trying to be a big blessing to me. And I'm just, and I'm reluctant to take it because I, I feel like that they're putting themselves in jeopardy if they do that. But listen, if God set, told them to do it, God has set them up to bless them. Let them be a blessing to you. Let, let your believing and your receiving not be based on the person who's trying to bless you, but be just based on what God has said belongs to you and how he'll get you whatever it is that you need. Because really, it doesn't matter how it gets to me. I'm believing God for it. When it shows up, honey, I'm going to be willing to take it. Because believers are receivers. And believers will always be receivers. So just remember, you will not receive unless you believe. And if you believe, you will receive. That's 100% of the time true. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.